Act Two, Scene One. The setting is the same. The wall has disappeared. The benches that were set against the wall now are placed on the right hand and the left. The grounds are altered as to details. There are flower beds, summer houses, plaster statues, a rustic table, chairs. As the curtain rises, Pascano, sitting on the bench at the right, reads his gazette. Blaze is raking the flower beds. This evening, sir, the notary comes, you say? A month ago they took the wall away, and you all live together. Time, I vow. Our little lovers must be happy now. It's fine without the wall, eh, Blaze? Superb, sir. Yes. My park has gained cent per cent. Here, here. This grass is damp. It has been watered. It's my rule never to water before sundown, fool. "'Twas Mr. Bergaman that gave the order. "'Ah, our good Bergaman does seem to border on stubbornness. "'He waters out of reason. "'Good gardeners water little but in season. "'Oh, well. Make haste. Set out the potted plants. <laughs> "'Blaze goes back and begins to carry in the potted plants from the greenhouse. "'Pascano reads. Bergaman appears. Oh, "'Give a flower the drenching that it wants. "'Enough is not enough, as some folks think.' Thirsty old fellow, come and have a drink. Uh, here's water for you. Dry. I told you. Very. <clears throat> My park has gained. I like this statuary. Seeing Pascano. Good day. <clears throat> Good day. Good day. Well, I attend... We see each other all the time, my friend. Mm, eh? Well? Uh, put those plants back. Blaze, flustered, carries them away precipitately. Pascano raises his eyes to heaven, shrugs his shoulders, and reads. Bergaman walks idly up and down, and at last sits down by Pascano on the bench. Soft as a mouse. At this hour, I would sally from my house. And I from mine, like some marauding stranger, it was amusing. Secrecy. And danger. We stalked the boy and girl as hunters stalked their game before we had a dish of talk. One risked each time he climbed the wall alone, a fall, a bruise, perhaps a broken bone. And yet, our friendly gossip did not fail. We hunted it like Indians on the trail. I'd steal along just where the hedge was thickest. It was amusing. If to crawl was quickest, my breeches at the knees were stained with green. What lies we told, and that their fighting scene. <laughs> Our talk of grudge and hate. It was amusing. Ah, oh, Bergaman. Pascano. Think what we are losing. No. That's funny. We do miss those antics. Can this be the revenge of our romantics? Silence. He looks at Pascano, who reads. Hmm. His waistcoat lacks a button. A reproach to a man's raising. He gets up, walks away, comes back, walks up and down. Pascano, looking at him over the edge of his paper. Like some huge cockroach scuttling about. Coattails like shards, but thicker. He squints when he reads. Looks like a coolie liquor after a butterfly. A trick, whistling to beat the piper. 
Oh, quit that whistling like a blowing viper. Hmm. Motes are apparent in our brother's eyes. Concerning beams, we are not half so wise. You have your ways. I? Yes. You can't sit still. You, you sniffle all the time. It makes me ill. You king of colds are sneezing that away. You, you tell one story twenty times a day. But? Always you sit. It shows a lack of sense, sir, swinging your foot before you like a censer. At the table, you roll breadcrumbs in a ball. It's you who have ways to make a man's flesh crawl. The honeymoon is over. That's the story. You've leisure now to make an inventory. You count my ways, my tricks, tell all the list. Communal life is a great oculist. My blindness, too, is cured. I see your pride, your meanness, your bad manners magnified. A fly is pretty and amusing both, but it becomes a monster in the broth. Ah, I have suspected. Now I see it all. What? The wall flattered you. You too need a wall. Together we can't want to see each other. We have not lived since we've lived together. Oh, well, sir. Very well. But this, our plight, was not done for ourselves, eh? You are right. Just for our children. For our children. Then let's suffer silently, endure like men our common loss. It must not be apparent. Denial is the lot of every parent. Sylvette and Personay appear, walking slowly across the lawn, arms entwined, making lofty gestures. Shh! Here are the lovers. Do you see those poses? They think they're acting out apotheosis. Since their adventure, each upon my soul sees on the other's head an aureole. This is the hour that, copying pose and looks from pilgrim lovers in the picture books, they come each day as punctual as the dial to make the stations of their true love's trial. Sylvette and Personay, who had disappeared for a moment, reappear a little nearer and come down. Here are our pilgrims. If their prattle prove like it has been, twill be worth hearing. Bergman and Pascano slip behind a clump of bushes. Scene two. Love. I love thee. The illustrious spot we near. Right here the deed was done. Aye, it was here. The brute fell heavily transfixed thus. There I, Andromeda. I, Perseus. How many foes oppose thee? Ten. Twice ten. Twenty without the leader of the men. Thou didst correct the fury of that beast. Yes, you are right. Aye. Thirty men at least. Tell me how, dagger drawn, eyes like the sun, you smote them to the earth, my glorious one. I can't recall the cuts, the thrusts, the guards. I know they tumbled like a pack of cards. Wert thou less fair, I had believed. I tremble remembering it. I saw the Cid himself. We do resemble. Our love lacks but a poem. That should prove thee hero of heroes. <laughs> there shall be one. I love thee. I love thee. My dream come true. So often I had vowed to wed a hero, noble, reckless, proud, not the safe match of common families. Huh? Girls are always offered things like these. The mild young man for sisterly affection, 
one older, like a priest. Youth needs direction. Thou wouldst not wed. On this I can depend. The inevitable son of father's friend. No! Hast thou marked to come to lower levels? Our fathers in one mood? And that the devils. Yes, I know just what has taken place. Yes, our flights disturb their humdrum pace. I do respect our parents' simple nature, but men of middle class and middle stature, our fame o'ershadows them, indeed quite covers. Yes, just fathers of the immortal lovers. (laughs) My crest is raised too high for men like these. Thy father seems a little ill at ease, like, dare I say it? Yes, thy will is regal. Then, like a duck, who's found she hatched an eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Poor parents, how our love in secrecy made sport of them. (laughs) Yes, destiny marks true love's path, however it meanders. Still, scapins are the servants of Leander's. This evening our betrothal love begins, the contract. I must tell the violins. Be fleet. I fly. I grow so kind of late. My lord, I will conduct you to the gate. They go down, arms interlaced, Sylvette mincing as she walks. We'll equal, I am sure, the greatest lovers. Eternal glory around our romance hovers. Juliet, Romeo, Alda, Roland... Pyramus and Thisbe. Aminta and her shepherd. All like us. All of them. They have disappeared, but one hears their voices among the trees. Francesca of Rimini, thou knowest. Petrarch, Laura. Coming from behind the shrubbery. Well, why Gemini? Scene three. Smarty, thy plan of which thou wast so fond has met thy hopes and maybe gone beyond. We now know how it works, and lackadaisy, our son and daughter are completely crazy. Thy girl does make me fidgety enough. Rape of Lucretia and all that sickening stuff. Thy son, with all that hero talk he serves, is just as racking to a fellow's nerves. Hmm. What makes me fractious is we're represented as dupes and dull old parents who relented. Our voluntary blindness, they are sure, was genuine. Their meetings, quite secure. My feeling may be silly, but it's hearty. Foresaw that too, I reckon, Mr. Smarty. The duel left thy musketeer so flustered, he thinks he's the sole soldier ever mustered. Mustard gets up my nose, but anyway, it doesn't make him smart. I'm going to tell. Delay. Delay's the word. The time for our confessing is after they receive the marriage blessing. Till the last strain of wedding bell and harp, we must be silent, dumb as any carp. So be it. We are caught in our own net, thanks to your famous plan. Don't forget, you praised it. Great plan. Great. (laughs) The fellow grates on me. Scene four. Sylvette enters gaily, a spray of flowers in her hand. With this, she gesticulates and waves to Personae, who has just disappeared. Then she comes down to the two fathers. Greeting, Papa. Greeting, Papa-to-be. Howdy, child. How grumpy. Howdy, child. You seem 
What would you call it? I know. Riled. It's Pascano who makes... Be calm. I come as peace. As peace, I wave my palm. You two still sulk a bit. That's understood. Of course, you can't behave as old friends should. The irony... Tis true, our earlier state was such... Just think, it was deadly hate. What dreadful things you said. When I recall the words I heard, safe sheltered by the wall, the good wise wall, so perfect a defense, you never dreamed of... Not a lick of sense. For every day I came, you know, at last, to meet my person, eh? The sweet days passed, and you, confess, knew not... I knew a power. Yet we kept tryst at the appointed hour. I hear my lover still that time he said, "'Twas just before the event. Nay, I will wed most royally, romantically. I heard, and by Our Lady he has kept his word. Truly? And you believe that I was led? Tut, I know. A hundred times I've read that always, always, Lovers' dreams come true. That soon or late, certain parents, such as you, ruled by events in which they have no share, give, in the end, their blessing to the pair. Ruled by events? No, no. Just let me laugh. But we have proved it. If we told you half... What? Nothing. Why, why this mysterious air? Because... Her airs are more than I can bear. When with a word one could, we must keep mum. Nothing to say can easily be dumb. Nothing to say? You think, you silly lass, that what has passed has not been brought to pass? Was the park entered by a fast-barred gate? For girls nowadays, do bravos lie in wait? Do I think, what is this? Why, it's enough. Tis time you understood your parents' bluff. I since the world was on its way set spinning. Twas always blonde perukes that did the winning. Bartholo, while his hate consumed his liver, must always bow at last to Almaviva. We've triumphed over all the storybooks, and white wigs have outwitted blonde perukes. But... Once upon a time, papas and stories, Cassander, Oregon, Argante, won no glories. You think real life is like your silly rhymes? They don't describe papas of modern times. Duped become dupers, for the world does move. If we had said, you two must fall in love, would you have done it? No. Our wish was hidden. To make you do our will, it was forbidden. But then, you knew, perhaps. You'd best say surely. Our meetings? When you whispered most demurely. The benches? Set expressly for such comers. The duel? Acting. And the bravos? Mummers. My capture? Oh, tis false. False? I'll instruct you. The bill's right here. Twas costly to abduct you. Give it. Straffarel, confidential agent. Abduction. To secure betrothal. Pageant. Ugh! Eight men in mantles, fifteen francs a cloak. Ugh! Masks! I'm feared it was too soon we spoke. 
a sedan chair, pink cushioned, moonlight, mist, a new creation. <sighs> really quite a list. She isn't vexed. A clever trick indeed. But so much effort for so little need. Dear sir, do you believe that if I love my personate, tis for the web you wove? She takes it well. You take it mighty well. But still, shall personate? Oh, never tell. Men are so silly. Nothing must be said. Ooh, plenty of good sense in that little head. And I, who thought... Oh, the notaries nearly do. We must make ready. Not cross. Cross? With you? You feel no grudge. Ah, uh, set your mind at rest. Pascano and Bergamon go out. I hate the old thing. Hate him and detest. Scene five. Still lingering here? I understand it well. Chained to this spot where great events befell, adventures all unknown. Unknown. I say, unknown. Just there, you almost swooning lay. You saw me conquer, like Amadis then, thirty assassins. There were only ten. Dearest, thou art troubled. At our secret tryst, your sapphire eyes deepening to amethyst, in their blue depths a shadow I have detected. Sometimes his language seems a bit affected. But hold. I comprehend what dims those rays, a wistful memory of perfect days. You mourn the wall, weighted with vines and flowers, witness of those first hopes and fears of ours. Destroyed that wall? Nay, that could never be. Has romance lost Verona's balcony? Does it not hang where breezes ever play, that moonlit balcony, Forever sway the ladder mid the blossoms of that night, haloed forever with supernal light. Ugh. The eternal lovers make the immortal scene. Our wall, demolished, stands in living green, on which has grown a mad romantic riot, flowers of our wondrous love. You won't keep quiet. The wish <laughs> that you an hour ago expressed. To see our love in lyric verses dressed? <laughs> well, this poem... Well? I have written it. Can you make verses? <laughs> I rhyme a bit. Here's what I made up as I walked along. The Foeman's Father's epic. Oh. First song. Oh. What, what ails thee? Gladness. Nerves. I believe you'd better leave me to compose my... <laughs> I, I leave you. <laughs> this day of days, emotion's natural. He sees the table and the sheet of paper on which the bill is written. He sits down. I'll just jot down my lines. He takes the paper, is about to write, but stops, his pencil poised, and reads. I, Strafferel, pretended fall. From sword thrust weak and shifty? Damage to coat ten francs? To self-love fifty? <laughs> What's this? He continues in a whisper. The smile disappears. His eyes bulge. T'would take him down if he should know. I nearly told. 
I must take care. Oh, oh. You said? I, uh, not. It makes it all so shoddy. So that is why we never found the body. He looks so cross. Suppose, suppose he'd guess. <clears throat> you haven't told me how you like my dress. Blue's not becoming. I prefer the rose. Blue not becoming? <gasps> I believe he knows. The agent's bill. The account. I put it there. What on earth ails you turning everywhere? Oh, nothing. If the wind has blown it down, nothing. I was just pranking out my gown. If he has found, I'll see. Hmm. You meant to say your verses on our love. Recite them, pray. Oh, no. Thy poem no, of... No, Come, recount the great... They're poor. They're of no... Account? I haven't the account. Pardon, I am so, uh... Pardon, but... She knows? He knows? You, you know? know? <laughs> <laughs> Is it not droll? Oh, very droll. They, truly, they made us play a role. A role. Our fathers were good friends. The best of neighbors. They might be kinsmen, sharing land and labors. I espouse my cousin. I espouse my cousin. Pretty. Quite classic. Ordered by the dozen such marriages. True. For the loss of beauty, we have a love that's docile and a duty. The lands are joined by this, our intervention. We make we two... A marriage of convention. Dead, our poor little idol of the wall. Don't speak of idols. Let's forget it all. A sweet young girl. Yes, I am one of these. I am the safe match to please our families. And twas as Romeo, Silvette, I won thee. Now Romeo sheds no romance upon thee. And do you think you still play Juliet's part? You're acrimonious. You are rather tart. If you were made ridiculous, God knows it wasn't my fault. If I had that pose, I didn't pose alone. It's all revolting. Ugh, my poor bluebird. Your fine plumes are molting. Similla capture. Pseudo-swordsman factor. <laughs> Feigned abduction. Ha! A rescue actor! Our poetry's a joke for all our trouble. It grew before our eyes, a rainbow bubble, bright-hued and lovelier than summer roses. It bursts, and soap suds sprinkle on our noses. So, lover whom I mimicked, silly wretch, lady whose slippers she might meekly fetch, Shakespearean couple so divinely wrought, we have in common with you not, 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 Thinking to make a diviner harmony, we played not Shakespeare, but a parody. Our nightingale was but a caged canary. Our wall, a puppet stage by some vagary. And when we met there every day, appearing with bated breath, despairing, hoping, fearing, brave lovers whose immortal fame would linger, puppets we were on the paternal finger. True, but we'll seem still sillier if found to love each other less. Let love abound. They bid us love, 
We will not do them wrong. Oh, let's adore. Adore is not too strong. Love could console disaster greater far. Am I right, treasure? It is true, my star. Goodbye, my soul. Good evening, O oh my bride. I'll think of thee, my heart, on my own side. I here on mine. Farewell. Good evening. She goes out. Made a joke. I so deceived. Who comes in this wide cloak, which yet permits the doublet strange to show? This bearded fellow, whom I do not know. Strafferel, entering at these words, stalks majestically across the scene. Scene six. What is it? It concerns a modest sum. <laughs> a tradesman. Yes. Run, tell your pa I've come. That's a good boy. Your name before I go. My name is Strafferel. He? Here? Oh, no. Oh, no, that would be quite intolerable. Come, come. You know, young man? Personay flings at him the crumpled bill which he takes from his pocket. Ah, miserable, t'was thou! Lord, yes. Per bacco, it was me. Met face to face, I'd seek this enemy to the world's end. You find me fat and hearty, as could have been expected of a party you killed. The other men you slew are... Personay rushes at him, sword in hand. Thou shalt see. Strafferel parries with his arm like a fencing master who is giving a lesson. Hand high, foot well advanced, to be untaught at your age. Time you were commencing. With a turn of his wrist, he makes Personay's sword fly out of his hand, and returning it to him with a bow. What? Learn so soon the elements of fencing? Personay takes up his sword. I'm gone. I won't be treated like a child. I'll be avenged. I'm going to be wild. Romances, affairs, duels. So fast shall come Don Juan, sir, shall turn over in his tomb. I'll kidnap actresses. I'll have my fill. He dashes out, brandishing his sword. All very well. But who will pay my bill? Scene 7 Strafferel calls to Personay, who is out of sight. Hey, you there, stop. Here something else is shown. Enter Bergamon and Pascano, wigs off, coats torn, as if they had been in a fight. Here's your shoe. Uh, uh, here, sir, it's your own. It must be plain that after this proceeding, here's your cane. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's time you were conceding. To live with you is too much sacrifice, uh, even for my son, sir. Not at any price. My daughter! Best not tell her right away. Scene 8 Papa, I will not marry Personate! Enter the witnesses and the notary in their Sunday best. Notary? Witnesses? Plague take you! Huh? This sounds... Strafferel, in the midst of the tumult, having picked up the bill Personay flung at him. My bill. You pay my bill. It's eighty pounds. Entered the guests and three violins, playing a minuet. Violins? Devil fetch you. The violins automatically continue playing the minuet. Strafferel impatiently addresses Bergman. My bill. Before I go... Speak, Speak to, to Pascano. Strafferel emphasizes the words of the bill, 
pointing them out one by one with his finger. Abduction to secure betrothal, rout of... They're unbetrothed. Aha! That lets me out. I will not pay. But, sir... Well, you are cool. You think I'll pay a copper? You're a fool. Blaze whispers something to Bergaman. My boy? He's gone. Gone? Straffarel, who has started back, stops and looks at her. Come, come. Run! Stop my child! He goes out, running, followed by the notary, witnesses, and guests. Gone! Straffarel comes down and watches her attentively. If those young things could be reconciled, be brought again together... Gone! He had the heart to leave me! She goes out, and Pascano follows her. Straffarel, my lad, to earn thy eighty pounds... Beyond a doubt, this lover's quarrel must be straightened out. He goes off. The three violins remain in the middle of the scene, still playing their minuet. <laughs> <laughs>